Welcome back to Millennial Z and Boomer X. I am Boomer X. And I am Millennial Z. And today we're talking about inflation. How did it get started? How is it impacting you and what it's really like? So that's going to be our next hour of discussion, roughly an hour. We don't have it <laughs> scripted out. But, and everyone's familiar with inflation. You know, it's essentially more money available than we have goods or services to be purchased. So we, people are willing, willing and able to spend more money in order to get those go, goods or services they desire. Therefore, the prices of these things go up. That is the most fundamental explanation of inflation you can possibly have. And you'll see all sorts of different, more sophisticated writings on that subject about what it is or isn't. But they all boil down to just what I said. <laughs> you, right. you, you have people with more money available and fewer goods and services to spend on. So they're driving their prices up and spending more money either because they have to or they're willing to. There's just so much money available to everybody that prices go up. Yeah, I guess a different definition is the currency, the, the value of current currency is not, you know, is greater than or less than product or service. And the inflation surface, it's greater than. Sure, you have economists try to uh, make it right. seem more sophisticated and interesting yeah. and complex by saying, well, actually, the uh, value yeah. as of the inherent <laughs> dollar has dropped, therefore increasing the required expenditure to acquire those goods or services. That's really no. It's still because you have more money, and 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 the people who are actually having to buy this stuff, you have more money to spend on goods or services than you have goods or services available for that money. Um, you can you can. You can sure, of course, make it more complex. Well, it's it's the field of economy requires a very considerable thinking. Yeah, whatever. It's still <laughs> it's still you have a much greater liquidity in the money market than you have goods or services available, and that's either because people have been dumping a ton of money into the system, or there has been a dry up of goods and services available but there's still roughly the same amount of money. And that means people have more money to spend on those less available goods and services because what else are they going to spend it on, right? Especially if right. it's required things like food, fuel, energy, uh, things that you have to have, clothing, basic necessities. If you have a little extra money, you'll go ahead and spend it on those things you need because you have to have it. And you'll pay whatever... You have to pay if they go up and the price goes up because they simply need to cut back on the way people are buying these things. And they only have so many available, much like the used car market. Right. <laughs> uh, that's been the whole supply and demand. Yeah. The basic, you know, supply and demand thing. And that's really what rules inflation as mm -hmm. much as people try to get a handle on it. And I've seen, and we'll talk about it soon researched, read, considered, and sifted through hundreds of articles. And they all try to explain away inflation that doesn't necessarily have to line up with an increased supply in the money. Mm -hmm. But it always is. And that's why I mentioned about 
the most fundamental way is more money available than goods or services. And then that's, right. you can, it can happen a number of ways. How we get there could happen in a myriad of ways, but ultimately that's, that's what it is. Uh, and hyperinflation is when inflation starts to spiral out of control. Um, the current inflation that we have now in mid to late February, 2022, I think is happening. Well, I, I from the articles and we'll talk about it shortly, I'll, I'll quote those articles. It's just, it's finally starting to catch up with us. They, they dumped a ton of money in the system. And when I say that, I mean, tons, quite literally, <laughs> yeah. into the system over the last year and had no clue what the real impact would be. And it's gotten out of control for them. I think you're just taking them for granted, saying they don't have any idea what the impact would be. I think they very well know what the impact's going to be, but it was a Band-Aid. And now they're suffering the consequences and just want to point fingers afterwards. Well, they, they, the writers of these articles, the journalists were uh, very careful to try to lay blame on certain things like the pandemic instead mm -hmm. of uh, the pandemic itself didn't cause this truly. It was the reaction to the pandemic by yeah. those in positions to do something about it. And one of those things I was talking about, as I mentioned uh, earlier, that the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that the consumer price index for all urban consumers was up by 7.5% in the 12-month period ending January 2022, which is the largest 12-month increase since the period ending June 1982. Now, you didn't exist then yet, but I yeah. remember that, and it was terrible. Um, it cost a lot of jobs and it created a panic with people and the jobs that people had didn't pay nearly well enough to cope with the increase of everything because businesses had to go up in their prices to be able to afford to continue to get goods and services. And it was just because of the stagflation trying to be ended by Carter in the seventies and the monetary and fiscal policies that the government had to try to deal with that, which caused a great deal of inflation at, throughout the 80s, which drove interest rates through the roof, by the way. I mean, you had mortgages in the 80s and 18 to 21%, and that's if you had good pre credit, which is insane if you think about it, especially today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's, what's the difference between them? Because just the year before that, we had a 7%. Uh, increase in CPI consumer, you know, index. Um, right. So what's and that the difference was between then and now. That because... was 2020. And, and for the same reason, they've been dumping money. They being the Federal Reserve has been dumping money into the system and also the government. So you're really catching it from both ends. The entire economy, the U.S. economy has been catching it from the Federal Reserve is throwing money out. Uh, to anybody who wants it, which is everybody. Mm -hmm. And the government is also doubling down and sending out tax money in various programs. So all of a sudden there's a lot of money out there. And due to the manufacturing and industrial shutdowns, transportation, goods and services due to the pandemic, it exacerbated it because there are no goods and services available because everybody was staying home. 
So it was, I don't think they realized the impact. Yeah, two-pronged problem of yes, you have they, less they, supply. They went the way impact. overboard in trying to keep a depression from occurring because everybody was shutting down. And they thought, well, nobody's spending any money, so let's throw a lot of money out there and try to keep everything flowing. Mm-hmm. And it backfired, yeah. is what I'm saying. And I'll give some statistics on it. The New York Times reported in October 2021, inflation is likely getting a temporary boost from the $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package that Biden administration ushered in early this year. New Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco research released on Monday suggested the analysis may add fuel to the hot debate in Washington over whether the administration's policies are contributing to the spike in prices. Now, that was October 2021, Biden setting up programs to spend $1.9 trillion for whatever they deem. Uh, I genuinely think that's overlooking the, you know, $20 trillion we printed. In- we didn't print it. Federal Reserve printed it. Well, Government doesn't print their own we- money. Yeah, yeah, I say we as in the collective America. <laughs> it's important. That's a private concern, and they printed yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Federal so, Reserve printed to be and more when, specific. When did they when did they print that twenty trillion dollars? October twenty twenty one. Right. So they're obviously you know ready to throw that's it out they there. Ended. They started from January twenty twenty to October twenty twenty one. Okay. All right. That's that's what I was talking about. So they started January twenty twenty, and they ended it when? October twenty twenty one. Yeah. During that period, they printed twenty trillion dollars. So yeah. what did they do with that money? Typically, they shove it out to the other central banks yeah. to try to loan it or move it around or buy bonds with it or whatever they do, but they get it in the system so that people have money available to spend on goods and services. Yeah. They try to incentivize sure. consumerism as much as possible. Usually that's the right. basic way right. to, get to get money to, to flow. get more money in the system. So that was 20 trillion, which they committed in, say a year and three quarters out there in the system, all of a sudden, while nobody was able to buy anything or do anything. So mm-hmm. there was no goods and services available. Yeah. 80% of all us dollars in existence were printed in the last 22 months from that period. Right. Yeah. I, it, it almost seems like, and these guys that were given advice have all PhDs in economy and finance and fiscal policies. How could they have not known? But the thing is, you see it said, well, they must have known. Yeah. Well, one of the articles says, and I won't give the name because it's so atrocious that, you know, it's really, it was really the the pandemic that created our inflationary problem. No, it wasn't. (laughs) No, it wasn't. I I, I will give them a bit of the doubt. And they try to, they probably mean the policies revolving around. the. No, they didn't say that. That person is a very learned individual, probably has a journalism or English lit degree. And he wrote the pandemics caused it, not not right. what they did during the pandemic, not exactly what caused it, uh, intentionally right. not mentioning it, which is yeah. strange to me. Um, I'll show you www.economichelp.org. There was a question asked in March 2020. It said, can you print money without causing inflation? A reader asked, would you, explain, would you please explain to me how we can have no inflation or low inflation 
if the government injects two or three trillion dollars <laughs> in the U.S. economy and output falls. And the response to this, and this is a person again. Good question. Gonna, Next person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he, he, this is his answer. He hit this guy. Says, this is an interesting question, but you can print money without causing inflation in some circumstances. In short, the reason is that in a depression, even though the money supply increases, firms and consumers don't go out and spend it. They save it, pay off debts, or use it to meet a fall in income. Therefore, although the money supply is increased, the amount of the money circulating around the economy is still falling. Now, that leads me to believe that they thought that there would be a depression. And ever since that depression in the United States occurred in the 30s, they are mortally afraid of another one. They, they think inflation is much better than depression. And I'm here to tell you, it is not. We can see other countries and economies all over the world. Once hyperinflation gets started, you can't reel it back in. At yeah. least with a depression, you can pump it back up. Mm -hmm. But Zimbabwe and even old Come Germany, up. which started World War Two, most of South America has yeah, this issue. Yeah, you know, other countries. You, I, they are trying desperately to reel it back in, and you just can't. I don't know why they have this in their minds, but I know people are having are beginning to have a very difficult time because these policies are the oh, there's no indication of inflation, which I heard on some news broadcasts back in 2020 and 2021. And now they're starting to sound horns and uh, wave flags to show, oh, inflation, it's the worst it's been in 40 years. Well, it has, but it was bad then, but y'all weren't listening to people who actually had to buy food, gas, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. repair vehicles, uh, repair homes and things like that. And now they're talking about it as if it was a surprise. It was guaranteed to happen mm -hmm. due to those incredibly loose and unwise fiscal policies and what they did. I mean, they created 80% of the money in a year and three quarters that has ever existed in the history of the country. And a year and three quarters out of 260 years. Yeah, it's a perpetual problem. It's circular because you have an inflation, which is essentially a tax. So people need right. more money to get things well, done. So you raise the, the minimum wage, which causes people to have more money yeah, available. Yeah, more money's available. Yeah, and it, it's like it I'm just saying. Keeps going. Right. And nobody wants to just bite the bullet, which the, uh, the person who was in charge of American fiscal policy in the 80s did. That's why he rose those interest rates up so high, which caused a great deal of pain for people in the United States to 18, 21% on a good mortgage loan. Get rid of money. But that's right, to force people to spend more money so that they wouldn't have so much available to spend on other things. And what it did was cool down the economy. But it went on for years. I mean, it was yeah. really tough out there. I mean, you had car loans. Cars just stopped moving. But mm -hmm. you couldn't get a car loan for under 12%. I mean, it was, Ooh. yes. And that's, that's with... That's with a significant amount down. If you and couldn't put a significant cars, amount down, you couldn't being, get you couldn't get a loan. Yeah, being now with you know certain trucks being eighty thousand dollars, imagine a twelve percent loan yeah. on an eighty thousand I mean, dollars. That's that's uh definitely <laughs> that's far more than I pay for my first house anyway in the nineties. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
that is definitely almost double the interest rate I paid. And that's for a vehicle. That's not yeah. for a house. You 12% can't live in it. is bad for a personal loan on a luxury motorcycle, let alone on a car you need to get to places, you know? Right. That's Imagine really... paying 21% on a house, though. Yeah. That's a true mortgage. It won't be paid off until your death, which is what mortgage means. <laughs> Essentially, you just hope it, you know, it collapses a bit or, or the, the economy stabilizes and you can refinance would be my only option. At yeah. That you point. would see refinancing go, you know, once it cool, but it may take a decade or more for that mm -hmm. to happen until then you're going to be paying some insane rate. And you know, the first five to 10 years, you're just paying off the interest anyway, the way they structure that loan. So you haven't yeah. paid off anything on the house. You're just introducing yourself to new interest rates at that point. Yeah. A good middle, a good chunk of the middle class turns into poverty line under the poverty line from that just a right. little, which now, is insane. Right. Now I'm using, I looked at the PCI inflation index or the, um, consumer pricing index um which they cpi uh, yeah cpi my bad there's another one called pce mm -hmm. um but i'm talking about the cpi so that's a more realistic one it's not the government's version that is something that also includes food fuel um rent things that people have to buy on a day-to-day -day basis and their prices uh, other in Inflation indexes don't include these things because they say they're too volatile, which to me is a bit silly because that's exactly what people have to buy. The things you have to buy as a person to live on a day-to-day -day basis, and right. that's what I'm including. I'm sure you could look at it in multiple ways. Of, And there's always those caveats of inflation being due to you know, currency value systems comparatively because, say, in the EU, when, when Greece... And their relative currency flopped and everybody else's went haywire because of the relative amount of money they had in, in debt compared to all the other ones. And they are all correlating together. So there's different ways of inflation sure. happening. Yeah, and there's a like I said, there's a myriad of ways that inflation could actually occur with uh, economies, especially if they're interwoven with other economies and they can be kicked off and various yeah. things. But you can certainly, you don't have to dig very deep and you can look at the fact that there is all of a sudden a great deal of money being, being introduced into the system and now prices yeah. are shooting up and there's fewer goods and services available due to lowered manufacturing. Now I will say the lowered manufacturing and the available goods and services are lower because of the pandemic because people stayed home. They didn't want to mm -hmm. expose themselves and create worse um, infection rates and things like that. And they were told to stay home by civil authorities. So, that was, I, I would really like to see, uh, well, of course, we never have that, you know, hindsight 2020, but in this case, we only get to see the aftermath of the policies being affected. I, I would, I highly right. doubt that a lot of, enough people would have stayed home in this situation to really affect the economy like the policies did. I don't know. I think other people would have just taken their jobs if they wouldn't have gone. And they're like, well, we yeah, still need people here. I, that's a that's a good point. Um, mm -hmm. But like you said, it it did happen, mm -hmm. uh, and and I think it was a good idea for that to happen because the mortality rate was probably going to be a little bit worse than the Spanish flu. It was showing up that way, and the Spanish flu was just over two percent in the teens and twenties. 
due to World War One, it coming over due to World War One and sweeping through the country. Mm-hmm. And it was bad. It created ghost towns and shut down factories, manufacturing plants, cities and towns and sectors. And people now don't or didn't do the research to find out how bad that was at a just over 2% mortality rate. And this one seems like it would have been a bit worse than Mm -hmm. that. And we have a lot more people than we do now. So it transmitted a lot quicker and people are far more mobile than they were in the early 20th century. So it was spreading far quicker. So I think it was a necessary thing, which the government called for, as well as the other restrictions. I know people will disagree, but I don't think they were following the actual facts and evidence. They were just knee-jerk reaction. I don't want to be told what to do. And Mm -hmm. you and I are both like, neither one of us want to be told what to do. And that's not a bad trait to have, but you still have to have a little bit of critical thinking skills there. Right. Uh, the, the government does not want people to stay home. They want people working. That's how they get money. They can't get tax money by people staying home and doing nothing. And yeah. I'm sure that was part of their program, that they wanted to make sure there was money in the system. Taxes could keep rolling in. They could keep paying their people and still have their policies and laws enforced and followed on the populace. Because without money, nobody's going to keep working. Right. Not even federal employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to talk about if we ever get the ability to talk about the whole COVID policies and everything that went around it. But for the most part, I agree that some type of action had to take place because mortality rate, mortality rate, man, that was hard to get out, was uh, was was creeping up to dangerous, dangerous levels. And at the same time, when it first enacted we just didn't know what it could turn into. So we took the right, it could have precautionary tale in really bad way. But it was when it first came out, the mortality rate in the U.S. in Louisiana was around 6%, which mm-hmm. is super high. Now, there are comorbidity factors to which Louisiana has special affinity with, like an overweight population, uh, insulin resistance, uh, vitamin D deficiencies because it's so hot during the summer and stuff. We don't like to go outside. So there are some things like that, that paired with it, that made it worse, mm-hmm. but that's still super high. That's almost three times greater than the Spanish flu, which decimated uh, the United States in the early 20th century. And because of the restrictions put in place, they were able to get it under control. But I know at one point that hospitals were bursting at the seams people were dying and it was bad and that people just don't understand how bad it because they weren't personally involved and i've mentioned it before i've had very close friends of mine die from it that i personally know not like i heard a story or got this and a lot of people caught it a lot more people caught it but people died who were in otherwise pretty good shape some one was in olympic caliber shape died no core morbidities. You just don't know how it's going to go. It's the genetic lottery. So you had to you had to use a bit of common sense. And again, I didn't want to have to put a mask on wherever I went. But you know what? It was the uh, appropriate thing to do. Because and they mentioned, well, the mask doesn't stop microbes from going through if it's floating in the air to you. No, you're keeping down your breath going on somebody else. It's they attach to the droplets. It's from 
for you to keep spreading it to other people, not from you getting it from other people mm -hmm. uh, to have a mask. Also wiping things down, staying home, staying away from people, you know, six foot barrier and all that. But again, the government's reaction about dumping money into the system, I believe they overreacted and they created this. And I know they were a little bit unnerved by the fact that inflation prior to that was a bit too low. It was under 2%. The Federal Reserve likes inflation to occur at approximately 2% a year. That's been established for decades now that they believe that's a happy economy because this whole economy is based on the Keynesian model anyway. Mm -hmm. But so I think they went a bit overboard, dumped far too much money trying to avoid a depression and have now created an inflationary model that's much greater than they anticipated. And because there are still goods and services that are not coming online, look how many cars are waiting for semiconductors, waiting to be put out, waiting to be delivered. Yeah. Now truckers are upset because they don't want to have to get vaccine shots to cross uh, international borders, mm -hmm. which, you know, that's another thing we could talk about later. But the thing is that's slowing down transport of goods and available services based on those goods because they're just not there. But all this money is out there in people's hands waiting. So you can drive prices up because they're willing to pay more. Yeah, a 14.5% from the both years increase because they compound. That's, from two that's, years. Yeah, mm. from 7% from one and then another 7.5% to the next one. It's not like... Yeah, it's more than 14 and a half when you do that because like you said, it's compounding from the last, but Let's yeah. just call it for simplicity's sake that it's a yeah. uh, 14 and a half. It'd be more like 14.5, uh, 4.96 or something like that. But let's say it's 14 and a half. Right. So, for the simplicity's sake, I think that's going to cause a bubble pop. I think there's going to be a little bit of a collapse somewhere, somewhere in the in the, in the economic economy for America. It's going to have to happen. There has to be a reaction for this. Okay. Otherwise, we're just sure. going to keep climbing. Well, you're going to hit, what you're going to do is hit a hard ceiling because people just aren't going to have money anymore. And all these goods and services that are people are trying to catch up are suddenly going to be available. And you're going to have a bunch of broke people with all this stuff around. And there's a depression that they wanted to avoid right there. Because a depression mm -hmm. is exactly the opposite of inflationary um, environment. Right. And they're going to have no money in their pockets or not enough money to matter. But all these things available, people are trying to make you buy and the only way they can do that is by making it cheap so it doesn't really cost you much when you buy it which goes into i think an, another form of more mom and pop shops closing down because they can't afford to go down to those prices like the big shops can yeah they still so. have to pay overhead which is not going to go down mm -hmm. you know that's that's the funny thing you never see fuel especially um fuel like overhead for offices and buildings go down much i mean sure they go up or down based on availability and power plants and other things but it's not much it's not enough enough to make an appreciable difference in the decrease in prices but you do see it shoot up i saw my electricity bill go up about 25 percent just in the last few months no real reason for it it's just me here you know that right. and I don't use much electricity at all. Right. My computer uses more probably than anything else I have. 
and it, it's it's gone up 25 percent and i don't so, use it any more than i did before which brings me to my little bit of a conspiracy of i think they knew what they were doing here it's another way of of getting rid of small businesses and having the bigger businesses become more yeah, of you have to adjust a prominent your, uh, factor tinfoil hat there if you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, you, you you really think that i there are other ways to do that because they do I don't that know if with, I really think that, but it's right. Very but it's a convenient. possibility. It's a possibility, it's is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, because they do that with legislation all the time. I mean, not too with long the, ago with the pandemic policies, they had all these mom and pop shops couldn't have business, but they, they allowed could. they allowed right. Walmart, they allowed Costco, they allowed Amazon, they allowed all these other places to do their typical services. But you know, shady shack down the way couldn't do. I don't remember business. that happening where I live. You you remember those policies being enacted because here it was just stores. They didn't they didn't single out the large department or box stores to operate, and they they made the small ones close. It was it was the same. It was you just had to enact certain policies in order to do so, like the it maintaining was, six feet and wearing masks. And, it and was for several months they didn't allow certain shops to be open because it was too enclosed space for people to be able to. Oh, the small places. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't, it wasn't enough space for them to be separate. To be spread other. out. Yeah, that's right. how they. That's probably how they put that. I'm not quite sure, but I do know people closing shopping and going out of business because they couldn't. They couldn't. They weren't allowed to have service. Yeah, they but to provide, provide service. Restaurants, yeah. of course, another one. You know that is a, that is a bit tinfoil hatty thinking right there. Uh, I have to I have to give that to you. I don't necessarily believe that. Um, however. I don't say it's totally insane, just lightly insane. How about that? <laughs> well, the largest amount of money transfer has happened in the last three years than ever before. Well, you said two. No, within within this pandemic and everything else that's going on with the policies, the largest amount of money transfer from from uh, lower so businesses two, to higher 2019, businesses. right? So that's mm -hmm. why you're saying three, 2019, 2021, 20, right. 20, okay. since the beginning of the pandemic. Right, since the very beginning, February mm -hmm. 2019, thereabouts, something like that in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, well, yes, that's undeniable. They have dumped a ton. That's what we mentioned before, and that's why I use that word ton. I just, I have seen that people in authority know much less than they try to give the impression thereof, and mm -hmm. I think that's what occurred they made a very bad mistake and i think honestly it's just starting they're just yeah. unaware of it now if you want to put your tinfoil hat on uh a little more tightly and add more tinfoil uh, or perhaps we should say aluminum foil that hasn't been real tinfoil in many <laughs> many decades you could say the uh the russian and ukrainian conflagration that is getting underway right now as we speak could be a part of that because it's raising fuel prices and causing other blockages and panic but i sure. honestly i don't i don't see that i i'm not prepared to put on a full hat prepared that for that one yet but i do think i i'm forced the 80 trillion or the 20 trillion dollars 80 percent of all money being produced within the past two years from is definitely right. a contributing factor for the amount of money transfer because you have from Amazon going. Well, it has to, to be. Money has to go somewhere. 
they yeah. have to put it in the system or it wouldn't do it it wouldn't do yeah. what they wanted it to do Tesla and that's stocks really and, and i think Amazon that's really are... what's causing it of course mm -hmm. the the lack of goods through the pandemic but that's being geared back up again that right now everybody's playing catch up everybody's removing restrictions putting out goods and services getting back to work and it has been for a couple of months yeah. so that supply chain is coming back online very very quickly and now you have all that money and these goods are going to start coming out and people are going to see that opportunity because they're going to need that money because everything's costing so much but what i'm saying is the inflation is just beginning and that's what i was getting at 20 trillion that is mind-bogglingly large that is an amount you truly cannot fathom it is still not as much as we owe <laughs> can you imagine and that's that? the that's the crazy part it's still and it's always close it's about two-thirds almost it's a little bit over two-thirds yeah. what we owe and they manufactured more of it and so we're yeah. greater in debt due mm -hmm. to it and again 1.9 trillion dollar package program the government's giving out to for assistance and stuff and i'm not saying that's not needed i don't know enough about that package to say anything about it intelligently so i'm not going to mm -hmm. that just seems like an incredibly large amount of money and i hope it's well intended and well directed is mm -hmm. all i'm going to say about that um but the inflation in general in the economy is strictly due to the fed policies and you could sure place some blame on the pandemic, but I would say all that did was create a different timing. It didn't change. What did they think was going to expect with $20 trillion dropped in the economy in two years? It, to think it wasn't going to cause inflation is truly ridiculous. Nobody could think that that wasn't going to cause inflation. It, it wasn't a depression. So it wasn't like they were avoiding disaster. I know they thought so because they thought the pandemic may cause it in the shutdown of the economy, but the economy never truly shut down. It right. just changed. It rolled with it and it changed. It slowed down. There was a, a suspension on many levels, but it never shut down. Governments kept going. I know I kept working from home. Mm -hmm. Work was getting done. Documentation was being made. People were being licensed. Other people were being caught for heinous acts. And, you know, things were being conducted as a government should, although slowly because Maybe they had to it's adjust. A, it's a bit of a shortcoming from boomer mindset. They forgot Internet is a thing and that we can. Well, the people who were in home. charge are older. Right. I, right. I'm all right on the edge of boomer generation mm -hmm. and generation X. So I'm aware. Uh, mm -hmm. We are the guys who invented the internet, right? The Generation X. Sure. But a lot of people simply have no clue of what, how people could adjust and still make things occur. Regardless, as I mentioned before, if, if it would have gone into just the beginning of a depression, it's easily to inflate it back up by dumping money. They did it before there was any indication yeah. that there was any sort of depression. That's my thing. And now people are going to suffer. And like I said, it's just beginning. I don't yeah. know where it's going to go. The 7.5% is just a start. The goods and services haven't started arriving yet. And everybody's not back to work. When everybody's back to work and that $1.9 trillion that Biden passed starts being put out. So that's going to be another couple of trillion dollars of money available to people all of a sudden who don't have it. So they're going to spend it 
like drunken sailors because they're mm-hmm. certainly not going to store it away for a rainy day. That's not what the that's not what those kind of people do. Mm-hmm. They spend it. And yeah, most people are under the consumerism culture, so they just immediately correct, buy things. Correct. So that, that's how you become aware and eligible for a government program. You need the money, so you need mm-hmm. to spend it. And that's my right. point. So they're going to spend it. Mm-hmm. And what do they think is going to happen? This is just more money on top of more money. While it's inflating, they're adding more air, like faster, faster, more and more. I, I don't know what they think is going to occur. I know the 7.5% is the beginning. I know, I promise it's going to be greater. And I know they're talking about increasing the interest rate. So these incredibly low mortgage rates we've been enjoying for the last 10 years, that's going to be history. Yeah. And maybe that's the point. Give them an excuse to raise interest rates so people who deal in money can make a lot more money off of interest. Because I know banks have been hurting. They haven't been making any money off of interest. Just, and not even really in the bond market. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see when that goes up, you're going to see the stock market drop severely because that's going to put a curtail on loans for starting businesses and buying things for business and, and loans in the market because housing prices have gone up tremendously. Due yeah. To the speaking of the rates. stock market, I, I do think, I don't think, I know this happened with the stimulus checks and everybody being at home for a while because of the pandemic policies that stocks went crazy people started investing all over just because they didn't have anything to do and they started getting in the stock market investing right currency went insane people went yeah 20,000 to 60,000 bitcoin per bitcoin share it was insane and it's kind of starting to finally dwindle down mm-hmm. I, i've been watching it, it here and there yeah you see it being withdrawn especially from cryptocurrency that was i think just a blip on the radar like you said it was people with a, it was a whole bunch of people with a few thousand dollars, because that's all we got from the stimulus program. Most people only got a few thousand dollars over that two-year period, which is really yeah. nothing. That's yeah. not going to drive up the price of gas, lodging, car. It's not going to drive up the price of everything in the economy if everybody gets three grand. I got news for them. <laughs> if, if somebody thinks that's true, they, they have no idea how this works. But it would cause a certain thing if if... In the zeitgeist, you know, in everybody's mind, if they want it, it would drive that singular thing's price up. Mm-hmm. And that, I believe, is an excellent reasoning for why crypto took off. They mm-hmm. had a lot of young people with nothing to spend their money on because they're usually living still with their parents or each other. And they got everything under control and they're still working because they're doing it remotely or they figured out other ways to make it work. So they have all of a sudden a few grand. Hey. I've always wanted to buy some Bitcoin or Ethereum. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dump a couple grand in that and see what happens. And everybody had that same thought and started doing it. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. So you get some Ethereum tripling and same thing with Bitcoin and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. XRP and it's been, going from 0.02 to 0.64, something crazy. And it's been dropping. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. I think it's going to keep dropping that like you projected for a while. Um, people well, are, people, are, now they need their money, so they're going to be pulling it out, right, to buy it, things that they have to have. And it's not going to get any better anytime soon, so it's just going to keep going down. Mm-hmm. People are going to need that money more and more, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Then, and that's going to, if if the uh, hand ringers start seeing that as a depression type thing or a deflationary thing woe be unto us because you'll see them start dumping more money and the inflation will get even worse i'm just hoping yeah. it doesn't cause hyperinflation we get back to the wear mocked you know which kicked off 
World War II. That's <laughs> people were actually burning money because it was cheaper to do that than it was to buy logs to burn. Wow. Yes. That's crazy. Yes, it was cheaper to burn money than logs and coal in Germany during that time. Yeah, that'll tell you that your economy is not doing well when that's yes. happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And pe- people forget that. That used to be taught in schools. I, it, they probably didn't teach that to you in school because they didn't, they didn't want you to know that uh, those people were starving to death uh, when they were right. trying to make things happen. Uh, although what they did was atrocious. Um, with invasions and other atrocities. Well, it's a good way to motivate them to get somebody yes. to start doing yes. things. You, uh, when, you're, when everybody's, when a country is starving, it's willing to do almost anything to make sure it doesn't starve anymore. Well, if that's the case, then we're definitely making the proper storm for another World War III because if we become well, inflated, we're the ones who control everybody else's economy, essentially. We're the biggest consumer. Well, the right right so we're, we start having issues everybody's gonna start having well, issues. That's, that's where i was headed with that the u.s is the largest consumer of everything as a single country on the planet mm-hmm. so if we start having problems then everybody's going to have problems and right now the dollar is still used as the singular monetary instrument to compare against worldwide and mm-hmm. even when we're talking about buying oil and things like that that may change if inflation gets out of hand other countries may look at that and go why are we still talking about the u.s they can't keep their own house in order right. why don't why don't we take care of this ourselves and they come up with their own plan and just leave us out of it i don't think us as americans have enough uh humbleness to allow that to happen i think well it wouldn't be our choice my point you know I think they would try to make an effort on making that not happen. Sure. They would fight, kick, and scream because we wouldn't be nearly as important as we are now, but that's a real thing that they need to I don't to know consider. if it would be a direct res- uh, retort. I would think it would be an indirect retort, as in, well, I guess we just need to make a war so everybody else has problems, too. <laughs> it would be a international monetary fund decision, you know, IMF, which mm-hmm. has caused countries to rise and fall through their fiscal policies and if the u.s doesn't get their house in order they could certainly say i think it's better if you're not the mark that everybody attempts to meet mm-hmm. and we go a different way because to me this this was a this was an easy error to avoid and yeah. the reaction was way worse than necessary unless like you said these guys are all experienced and elderly experts and knew better, and they did it on purpose to drive interest rates up, which is a possibility. Like I, I just can't. It's such an economic 101 fault. It's such a. It's such an easy thing to not do. You know what I mean? So I agree. Many times. I'm, I'm with you. I've said that myself. It's such a thing. But you can be emotionally destroyed in such a way as to not see the obvious or led with these complex theories that are meaningless that are simply illusions if if haves models to make yourself seem a lot more scholarly than you are Mm -hmm. you know simply because you're thinking it even if you have a high education doesn't mean it's true (laughs) (laughs) it just means that completely wrong yeah you just means you're very eloquent in your explanation of something that's entirely wrong right (laughs) that's That's all really good complete bs but really good (laughs) (laughs) yes that was an unbelievably erudite speech and completely incorrect. 
we are all dumber for hearing that. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah Thank um, you, sir. that's that, that's a lot of what i see lately on this and that was a bit of what i read on this that it's like they took painstaking effort to avoid the obvious of how this occurred regardless of the figures that were just right there mm. right there in front of you what happened so well this is obvious you can't explain this away as it being anything else because that's the only thing that changed and here is the result the only reason it was delayed is because the spending was delayed because nobody could go out and spend the money they were stuck at home and there was nothing to buy but now yeah. that the goods and services are coming back and people are starting to go back into society deflation has the inflation has begun especially in the last year when people started trickling back and as they come back more and more and the money starts to move around velocity of money as they say you're going to see the inflation go up more like i said this is just the beginning yeah the only way i could see them thinking this is how it was going to go down and they needed to pump more money was first they didn't equate and the amount of people that could work from home and still allow the economy to keep pumping yes they missed Even on that a big time i think part right yeah. and that's what i'm saying i'm entertaining the uh, foil hat premise but really mm -hmm. I think they were simply didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. I, the second one being they genuinely were expecting to have to put um, more rigorous policies, but I think they got too much pushback from just an exorbitant amount of people that they decided to back off from it. So then that didn't go well, even though they already they pumped being, out the money. They being the, the government. government. Yeah. The government. You got to say yeah. they, there, there are different they's all around. So you <laughs> more specific. So you think, there was more pushback against government restrictive policies and more people continue to go to work and continue to do what they needed to in order to make a living. So the depression or the deflationary hard. impact that they projected simply didn't occur. Mm -hmm. And so all that money was there and now it started getting into the system a lot faster and a lot more cleanly than they anticipated. This is what I can assume safely within i'd say that's regards. a good assumption and you're and you're at least you're saying it's an assumption while others say something and declare it as fact right <laughs> and it's and it's just opinion it's your opinion mm -hmm. uh it's a good well-educated i'm not gonna and say well it's one i opinion. believe in it's, it's one i think that could possibly be the reason why they did what they did so you're still going with the foil hat thing oh i'm 100 percent with the foil hat still <laughs> right and that's because nah, you think not 100 percent 80 20 <laughs> so you backed off a little bit <laughs> yeah 80 20 i think right. they did this all to get more power in their hands I, they don't need much more they being uh the ones more, who actually control more. the policies they are making the policies how much more power can you have you have all of it already and that's my point i think they simply didn't know what they were doing to the degree they thought they did their mm -hmm. idea was good it's just they went entirely overboard in the execution. Instead of twenty trillion, it should have been two. You know, they probably overshot wow. by you think about that much. Yes, I think if it would have been two trillion, it would have helped the people stay home. They could have paid for people the few grand, the unemployment six hundred a month, which to people down here in the Gulf Coast states, that's a lot of money per week for doing nothing. Yeah, and time to spend it. You know, mm -hmm. even if you can't spend it because there's nobody open you're saving that money mm -hmm. and they're spending it now which is why the prices of everything are going up but that's a lot of money and that's on top of what the state was giving them so right 
that's a great deal of extra money. And I'm sure that contributed a tiny bit. But all these things stacked on top of each other add up. But that has been withdrawn. But you still have that money now being spent that was available that wasn't before prior to them doing that. And now they're going back to work because these places are wanting to open up and they need employees. And employees are quitting, one, because they didn't like where they were and they have new jobs becoming available and they're going to those and they pay more and they need more because prices are going up. At least that's my thoughts about it. But I don't think this was all intentional to drive prices sky high to raise interest rates to make more money because they, the ones in charge, were doing just fine <laughs> and it wasn't necessary i think they were just wrong about the depth of the deflationary aspect that they tried to overcome maybe i never put past the bounds the bounds of people wanting more power though it's that's like, probably like a good balance of stupidity never yeah, expect that's, yeah less. that's that's probably a good thing to keep in mind and i don't either but I know at some point, when you think there's nothing more for you to overcome, then you just look to exercise your power as opposed to acquire more. Because there's no more to acquire, mm -hmm. especially with regard to your own yard. It's yours already. What else do you need to do, right? Sure. And that's what I'm saying about it. Yeah, it's probably the reasonable way about it, but I, I decline the reason. <laughs> I went unreasonable. Yes. That's, no, far too rational. I don't like it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then if I am right by some weird inkling of a chance, then I can rub it in everybody's face. Yes, you can. You can rub it in mine. It won't offend me. Uh, in fact, if you find out, please let me know. I would like to know. And we can hatch more conspiracy theories and see if they're wrong or not. Yeah, in fact, conspiracy theories have been proven right when people thought they were crazy. Right. And that leads me to talk about in our next episode. That's exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about conspiracy theories that turned out to be correct in history. Everybody okay. says, well, that's conspiracy theory, as if they're dismissing something that's absolutely not true. Well, conspiracy theory only means that a bunch of people, they believe a bunch of people got together to do something. That happens mm -hmm. all the time. So, right. <laughs> so yeah. it's just a theory that a bunch of people got together or a group got together to do a particular thing. And that's what makes it a theory. They don't know for sure. Yeah. Conspiracy theory has definitely become a negative connotation. And oh, everything yeah, involved sure, with it. sure, sure. And for good reason, because most of them are just somebody angry about something and making something up to say. Sure. But these things turned out to be absolutely true. And that's what we're going to talk about in our next podcast. But do you have anything else to add for uh, the inflation? Um, not really. Um, I I would say that the worst thing about inflation is people don't realize it's a hidden tax, and your investments don't seem to be as great when you're getting when you're when your your investment rate success success rate interest rate is less than the inflation rate. You've essentially lost money. And you didn't even think about it. Oh, yeah. If you're keeping money in a savings account, you're losing money every day. Things mm -hmm. are costing more and you still have the same amount of money because banks oh, are even in investment rates. Some people think a three to four percent investment rate along of a you know 50 year period is a really good idea. Well, if you're at a two to five percent and you've you've averaged out where you didn't make really make any money. 
Right. So, you, you, you were lucky if you kept your head above water and you probably yeah. lost money. You definitely lost money in the last uh, two months mm-hmm. without doubt, no matter if your money was in the market or was in a bank account somewhere, you lost money. Now, if your money was in the market in the last year and a half, you made money. The, mar- the market shot up. Yeah. I suspect the market is going to be pared down quite a bit when the interest rates are hiked because Sell, 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 sell. (laughs) Yes, people are going to need that money. Exactly right. The market, I believe, is going to drop considerably in the next six months or so. Maybe sooner, maybe a little later, but it's inevitable. People need that money and they've been shoving it in the market because they had nowhere else to put it. So if you have money in there now, either hang tight because it always bounces up, but it may be some years. And if you don't, if you need that money within the next several years, you may wish to. Yeah, if you don't need that money and you're in the red, just hold on. It'll yes, be okay. It's, it's going to, like I said, we have a Keesnian economy. Inevitably, it's going to rise or it's going to collapse completely and it won't matter. <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> we won't be using anymore. money anymore. So, But otherwise, just hang on. But if you need that money in the next several months to several years, I think the sooner you can take it out, the better. And I believe I'm not here to cause a panic. I do not want to cause a panic. I'm just looking at common sense and mm-hmm. how much money do you have and how much money do you need? Everybody has their own personal situation. So if you don't need it, leave it in there. Right. It'll be fine. Just hang tight. It's going to be fine. In fact, you're going to make money in 10 years. I have no doubt. Yeah. More often than not, you holding on, you'll make money. You're going to, unless the business collapses, but that's the chance you take with any investment. And that's on you to make that decision. And I'm just talking in general terms about how the economy is and what inflation is doing that I can see the market has been dropping. It's been the lowest today as it was all year. And I think it's going to continue to go down. Of course, it's going to go up a bit when people start raking in profits and shorting and things like that. And People are going to buy in when they think the prices have dropped too much. But in general, people are going to need money. And if they've been throwing it in the stock market and they've made some, they're going to have to draw it out to be able to spend money on goods and services they need. That's, yeah, it's a double-sided sword. Everybody's selling, well, oh, well, these prices are really affordable for me. I'll start buying in some stock. And then everybody else right. is buying in some stock and it right. goes back, right. up, back so. up. And you're going to see that volatility continue. But in general, I think the trend's going to go down until we hit that mark where the economy has stabilized and it's going to, then it's going to go back to its normal increasing self because that's mm-hmm. just the way our economy works, but it may be a while is my point. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need it sooner than later, you may want to take a hard look at it and decide what to do. Okay. Uh, you thank you else? for listening and watching. I'm Boomer X. I'm Z. We'll see you later. Take care. Peace.